Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture from the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, beginning at verse 18 says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Reconciliation is such a huge part of the Christian life that the apostle refers to it as a ministry of reconciliation. But before reconciliation with God or others can happen, humble confession of one's faults must first take place. I mean, after all, in order to be reconciled unto God, we must first confess our sins unto him. God also commands you to confess your sins to one another and reconcile with the party that you have offended. Before the healing process can take place, sin must first be admitted. Look at James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Once you humbly apologize to an offended party, they are required by God to forgive you in their heart, releasing you completely of the debt. If they do this, they're no longer going to remember the event in their heart anymore. This is the way that God treats us, and he commands us to be the same way with each other. Some people who profess to be Christian actually teach that you can forgive, but never forget. And these kinds of teachings are the doctrines of devils and promoted by false apostles and false prophets. What it is, it's actually a fulfillment of prophecy because God is sending them strong delusion that they should believe a lie and be damned. God can completely forget about our sins, but they can't. This is because they are not of God. This is because they uh, are of the spirit of the world, not the merciful spirit of Christ. When you apologize to somebody, you might ask them, do you forgive me? If they say yes, then you are completely released from the debt, and the past sins that were committed are completely expunged and forgotten. The next thing to do is wash away your sins in the blood of Christ by having Holy Communion with each other in the church. These events must take place within the church group. If they continue to harbor any ill will after that, or retain any memory of the past, then they never really forgave you in their heart. The worst part is that they lied on top of it, which is an attribute of the devil. This type of behavior is an unforgivable sin in the sight of God, because if you refuse to forgive and reconcile with others, God will withhold his mercy from you, which is ultimately going to lead one to eternal damnation. Matthew 18, verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but unto, uh, until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will repay thee all. 
Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Genuine forgiveness will result in immediate reconciliation and is the evidence that forgiveness really took place in one's heart. If you think about it, the proof that it just rained is seeing water dripping from the trees. The proof that somebody planted tomato seeds is a row of tomato plants in the garden. Reconciliation is the evidence of divine love and mercy inside of one's heart. Without reconciliation, it's to deny everything that the Christian faith stands for. Nowadays, it seems like people attempt to buy their own salvation. What I mean by that is they try to buy themselves out of contrition and humility because their hearts are filled up with pride. Rather than admit fault to those who they have wronged, they figure that they can throw a bunch of money and possessions into a church offering somewhere. In that way, they don't have to admit fault to others. But there's no reward for these kinds of things, and people are just throwing their money away. God doesn't demand our sacrifice. He wants humility. He wants confession and reconciliation with others. To obtain heaven, we must be reconciled to God. If you cannot be reconciled to others, the truth is that you don't deserve heaven. Matthew 5, verse 23 says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Another point is that for Christians, the bond of holy matrimony can only be dissolved by death. Unless an unbaptized unbeliever left you, whereby you're not under bondage in that situation, divorce is absolutely forbidden for those in the church. Those who are concerned about eternal salvation will never get involved with it because it is to rip apart and destroy what God has brought together. If a wife departs from her husband, she's to remain unmarried. Um, she must never divorce him. Uh, this is so she can recover herself out of the snare of the devil and be reconciled to her husband, just as the church is reconciled to Christ. Those who encourage a baptized wife to depart and eventually divorce her husband are servants of the devil. I guarantee that there is no gospel of reconciliation found in their hearts. The only thing that they promote is a false gospel of divorce. Any woman who has been baptized in the faith must return to her husband in order to be reconciled to the teachings of Christ. 1 Corinthians 7, uh, beginning at verse 10, says, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. 
let not the wife depart from her husband. But if she depart, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. When people apologize, genuine forgiveness must happen. Otherwise, you alienate yourself from God's forgiveness. Some people refuse to forgive from their heart, because if they did, it'd mean that they would have to let the past go. It would require the complete restoration of past relationships. Many times, pride just will not allow that to happen. Reconciliation is a proof that you forgive somebody in your heart. Reconciliation with others not only opens the doors to renewed relationships, it opens the door to your own forgiveness. Because those who are merciful towards others will receive mercy from God. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us Summer up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye bye, everybody.